When I started this journey, you know, particularly 30 years ago, you know, uh, Americans at that point, at least, uh, weren't as well-traveled as they are today. I think they are more engaged in the world than they had before. People had an idea that I was running away. I'm like, no, I'm running towards what I want to do. What am I running away from? You know, there were all sorts of things that came out just for when I was a single person, you know, doing what I thought was really interesting and fed what I thought was important. Um, lots of people had opinions. That's the other thing that I would say to men, if you're taking on this role, particularly, you know, even in even in Central Asia, where you're at, you know, I, I used to live in Bishkek myself and spend a lot of time in Central Asia. It's a, it can be a rather hyper-masculine environment. There are gender roles that we violate when we're going to be uh, stay-at-home dads that are in touch with our emotions um, in order to be able to be emotionally mature people and show your children how to be able to get forward. Um, and so it takes you know, some level of awareness. I say it as if like it, it's taken some awareness in me. It took work to get there. Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangeter. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, my guest is Patrick Cadian. He's been an expert for 30 years. And in his words, a lot of that has been being Mr. Mum. And we'll be talking about that with him, how he navigates being a dad with a wife who's away a lot, what his thoughts are on this life. Maybe also what his thoughts are on my book. I don't know. And uh, uh -huh. yeah, just benefiting from his experience. So Patrick, thanks so much for agreeing to answer my questions. <laughs> Rhoda, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Let's see where this goes. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. It is still mostly moms who have dads who travel. Mm -hmm. There are more and more dads who are the ones taking care of the, the home, the kids and moms who travel. So... I don't know, I want to kind of immediately say, what would you say to dads in this situation before we expand on that? Well, you know, it would depend on really what the dad has been doing and if he's happy being in that situation. The biggest thing that I would say is that if you are in the position of being a dad, not really just the trailing spouse, but being the primary parent, it's a pretty critical role when, you know, particularly if your family moves around, it's important to be able to provide an emotional home and a sense of stability for your children. And uh, it takes work on our part to become really good at that. And embracing the role, embracing one's emotionality. So one is able to be kind of the warm center and the glue for the family is important. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the main thing I would say is get in touch with your emotions. Don't be afraid of it, gentlemen. You're, uh, you're able to do lots of different interesting things. Um, and that includes getting in touch with your emotions if it helps your kids and creates a life that's important. Very nice. There's already all of it is in there already, all the different elements. What's it like? Like, has your, has your wife had any comments that she's the one traveling? Or have you had any comments that, that she's the one traveling? So Jan and I met, she's a Russian-born German citizen, yeah. Jewish, and I'm an 
Irish Catholic American boy. And okay, right. <laughs> we met in northern Tajikistan in Hujand. You know, there was a very small expat community. So if she was interested in expat men, she had very little choice. And that worked out well for me. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't just, you know, she didn't meet me in New Jersey and then, you know, take me, whisk me away. So we were already people who were interested and engaged in, in living abroad and in doing this kind of work. I already had my the idea of what I thought was important for me to be able to build my life. Um, she had ideas of what was important for her. And those things were able to meld together. When it came time to decide what we were going to be able to do to go together forward in this life. You know, we've had different kinds of discussions, you know, and then the reality hits and it wasn't always the same case as what we had discussed. So, you know, I had stepped back at first, not willingly, and then really just kind of made sense. And particularly as my kids uh, came more cognitively online and the way that we were raised, we were raised quite, you know, I was raised by parents that were perhaps a little bit older and a little bit uh, uh, more in touch with parenting or, you know, that was more of a center of their lives. Um, so I had some really good foundations for that. Yana, I always like to say she was raised by wolves. Uh, my in-laws certainly know my opinions about that. We all get along well. But when it came time, you know, at first I was the one working and Yana was staying at home. She was pretty miserable. And then when we switched according to the rules that we had planned, you know, and she was working, it was certainly a challenge for me. And it was something that I thought was only going to last a certain amount of time. And then I get back to my career. Now, that it's been a number of years where that just didn't quite happen for different reasons. And I've been in this role for quite some time and I found it to be an important role. Uh, and I think it's valued within my family, both by my wife and by my kids, um, and even by our extended family, that I think at this point we're all comfortable with that. And yeah. so it's not the case that my at this point that my wife feels really shut out or that I feel resentful or taken advantage of for, for staying home. But I wouldn't say that that was, you know, happened from day one. That happened through evolution, through working together, um, figuring out what was important and remembering that we're what we had in life. You know, that we, that together, we were the most important thing uh, to each other and to the family kind of brought us through a lot of the difficulties that, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, not everything was completely smooth. Still nothing's everything, everything completely smooth. Well, no, it isn't though, is it? Yeah. Especially when you live abroad. But I love it. I love that, you know, it, it does come from how things evolve and each family, each couple unit has to kind of figure it out, but also for it to work for both of you, right? Mm -hmm. I suspect if it hadn't worked out for one of you, you would have kind of rearranged the situation or kind of uh, re, you know, like, like we did. <laughs> At one point, I wasn't happy. We kind of rearranged slightly the situation just so that it would work for for both of us and I was like well I have to make this work for me you know I can't you know I don't think we can go through life feeling like oh I'm going to sacrifice myself and it's but it's just not working for me that would be yeah. weird for me before I started to do my international aid and development work uh, I had already decided what my like three principles were that I was going to live by 
And the fact is, is that this was still able to continue with Yana if modified, you know, like with, with the family. And so those three things were to travel, to help people and to make money. Um, and when I say make money, that, that was actually just part of what my father had said to me. He had worked hard to get his family out of poverty and my family, you know, as a result. Um, and they were just like, you know, don't put the family back in poverty. It's good that you want to do this kind of work, but, you know, don't uh, take away all of your power by uh, by doing that. Yeah. So, you know, since our careers aligned, and actually I really like the, the kind of work that Yana had been doing, I was still able to get what I wanted yeah. within this other position, within the family. So that still worked out for me. Did it, did I need to rearrange what how I thought that was going to be in, in order to make things work? Yeah, I did. But... I've always been someone who's been flexible, who's taken on different challenges and not let the expectations of others outside tell me this is what, um, this is how you have to do it. This is what you need to do. And uh, when I realized that some of the insecurities that come with being a stay at home dad, uh, particularly sometimes in really hyper masculine environments, um, that, you know, those kinds of things can't touch me any more than, than really what people thought about me going off to do disaster relief in Honduras. You know, like it's, I, I do what I think is correct uh, to live the kind of life that I think is important. And so since uh, Jan and I ha- are really closely aligned with some of our values, you know, it works. It would be harder if Jan all of a sudden said, hey, you know, we've got to move back to Germany and I want to live in, you know, Dusseldorf. And that would be hard. That would be against what I'm, what I'm interested in doing. But that hasn't come out. Yeah, because the travel part would have to be taken mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that because there's a lot in there. There's, you know, adapting, but it still works for what, for the three things you, you know, three priorities. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt them, but it still works. And having similar values, knowing what you want, uh, and then not listening to what other people say and saying, you know what, this is the life we want to lead. We've created it. Mm-hmm. And Let's just go for it. I think frequent travel, often with the woman, but also with split location, others just don't understand our life choices. They're like, I, why are you doing that? Even living abroad, sometimes people don't understand. They're like, you know, right. close family. They're like, why, why? In my mom, she said, can you come, can you come back and your husband have a little job and you lead a normal life? And I said, A, I don't know what a little job means. And two, I don't know what a normal life leads. Mm-hmm. And and I said to her, actually, you started it because you left home. So and left her own country. So I like it when, when people say, When are you coming back to the real world? They used to say that to me back in the people day. People say that? Well, they used to. I mean, you know, when I started this journey, you know, particularly 30 years ago, you know, uh, Americans at that point, at least, uh, weren't as well-traveled as they are today. I think they are more engaged in the world than they had before. People had an idea that I was running away. I'm like, no, I'm running towards what I want to do. What am I running away from? Uh... You know, there were all sorts of things that came out just for when I was a single person, you know, doing what I thought was really interesting and fed what I thought was important. Um, lots of people had opinions. That's the other thing that I would say to men, if you're taking on this role, particularly, you know, even in even in Central Asia, where you're at, you know, I, I used to live in Bishkek myself and spend a lot of time in Central Asia. It's a, it can be a rather hyper masculine environment. There are gender roles that we violate when we're going to be uh, stay at home dads that are in touch with our emotions um, in order to be able to be emotionally mature people and show your children how to be able to get forward. Um, and so it takes you know, some level of awareness to be able, you know, 
I say it as if like it, it's taken some awareness in me. It took work to get there. Um, when I realized that I I knew something was wrong, I knew I felt you know a lot of stress about certain things. I felt a sense of shame. You know, all silly things. You know, to be honest. And it comes from these gender role ideas. And this, you know, there are these four different uh, things that when when you look at gender roles and you look at male gender roles, two things in particular are being violated of the four. One is that we're supposed to be emotionally restrictive, that this is kind of a general idea. And uh, also that there's like competition with power. Yeah? Neither one of these things, you're not engaged in, in competition as a dad. And you, if you're emotionally restricted, What's going to happen is you're you're going to be able to only express those kinds of emotions that are allowed, you know, quotation marks is what I'm making here. And for men, unfortunately, that's anger and anger and parenting don't work well together. What are the other two? Yeah, you know, after I was saying that, I'm like, oh boy, I think I've I've uh, it's been a little while since I've been studying. I'm going to look that up, but the, the the two what you're saying for the two you mentioned was when you say, okay, I'm going to not go with the stereotypical gender role and be a stay-at-home dad I'm saying I'm not in competition with my wife and I'm not trying to have a bigger job than her oh not even competition with the wife it's comp no no it's competition with other men oh you know so okay Oof, okay this is something I'm not aware of <laughs> explain it to me yeah yeah so there's this whole thing you know you go to a barbecue, right? So you go to a barbecue, you go and or you know, you go to one of your fancy parties that you have at okay. the embassy and you're invited because you're there with your wife who's, you know, some kind of big shot. And and you go in there, you know, men are talking and you know, you'll be talking to other guys and they'll be like, Oh, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm Mr. Mom. And it's like, okay, well, let me see somebody that's more interesting yeah. to talk to. Um, or well, stay at home moms get that all the time, but but then as a man, it's, mm -hmm. it's maybe, yeah, I see where you're going. Okay. Because of the because of the competition issue, power and competition, it can tweak certain parts of you. That um, is so interesting. That, uh, that, you know? And so you have to be able to be very secure with who you are and realize, you know, it doesn't really matter. And, so, and these are things that are, but, you know, this comes internally and this comes externally. You know, so there's, there's other people that are saying that to you. And then there's stuff that that it resonates with you somewhere deep inside that you should be doing something a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's these gender role violations and uh, that can be really difficult for men. And, you know, one of the lovely things about the relationship that I have with my wife is that she very much appreciates the position mm -hmm. that I take. I think it might be difficult for, you know, depending on what a woman is looking for, that even if she wants to take that position, that that pole position, that made the, the main position of breadwinning within the family, and then she takes it, she might all of a sudden find her her husband less attractive. Somehow, you know, as some of these gender roles are yes. not fulfilled. You know, luckily that's not the case with my wife. You know, and if I'm less attractive to other women, that's good because you know <laughs> I'm not looking to create problems. In yeah, my yeah, life. yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, <laughs> you know, men have the 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 stereotype of sort of being providers and all that kind of thing. Very, very interesting. If you're someone who's who's comfortable being an outsider, someone who's who's comfortable being an expat, someone who's comfortable doing something different, and if you make yourself aware of that and you go through different some some kind of emotional practices and 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 things like that. 
My belief is, is that that's easier for you. If you're kind of thrown into an expat position and it's not really what you wanted to do and you haven't thought these things through and then you have the external stress of thinking that you're going to be able to sit my ties and, and have everything taken care of for you and then realize that actually, you know, learning how to be a foreigner is not the easiest thing in the world, even if you're a privileged foreigner. I think that's a more difficult situation for people because there's just there's just so many stressors going on. For me, thankfully, it's where it, you know it worked out. And I wish I could say it's because uh, you know followed a certain pattern and did things in a certain way. But it just happened to be the case now that I that I look at this more closely that uh, I had a lot of the things that um, already in mind that we're going to be able to make me successful. And, you know, it just happened to be the case. And I feel for a lot of the men that that it's not that case because they they can be really good at their job of being Mr. Mom, which is super critical to do. Um, You know, one of the things, you know, we have a friend in common uh, called Tanya Crossman, and she works for uh, TCK Consulting is one of the things that she does, TCK, Third Culture Kid Consulting. And they've been doing some great research recently. And one of the things that they came out to see was that expat kids, TCKs, suffer about three to four times more emotional abuse and emotional neglect than kids within a normal kind of domestic environment. So, you know, that combination, you know, I'd I'd really want to be able to get in touch with expat men. That combination of you know, dealing with your emotional restrictivity. You know, if already you're having your gender role being stressed by the position that you're being put in and you're not aware of it. Um, and then you lean more into being uh, emotionally restrictive. And your kids are there depending on you because, you know, mom's off in Afghanistan or who knows where I stand and doing some work. And kids are already prone to that that those issues because, you know, expats, you know, can live a lot of stress of movement and mobility yeah of mobility yeah um that that's you know it, it seems to result in having some some emotional issues for the for the kids you know i do want to be able to see if i can get out ahead of that um you know so that's yeah. what i'm that's what i'm looking to do right now to be able to take some of my hard won skills that also and also things that you know have happened through through in some cases luck and be able to help people um get that luck themselves um, to be able to yes. get to, to have some kind of awareness about some of the issues that might be pain points for them, you know, um, and yeah. to be able to, you know, make the transformation that will make them happy, that will make the kids happy, that will make the wife happy. Um, and, you know, yeah. frankly, if, if, and then also make the bank account better because um, you want to make sure that your wife does well as uh, uh, in her expat position because it's not good for the family for, for the, you know for the money not to come in because the family isn't doing very well because you can't figure out how to do the job yeah. because it's too much it's 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 too much yeah. of a challenge for you and i think men are really able to once they realize and they're able to say hey you know i want to do my job well they'll do what's necessary including challenging some of those internal and external gender roles uh, to make sure that their family does well um, so that's that's what I'm looking to do. And the team will win, and right? And the team will win. The family yeah. team will win. Because that's what's important, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a team thing. It's been going on for centuries with the women mm-hmm. being, you know, but but this re- uh, reversal, like you say, because it's going against stereotypes and gender roles, 
then you know but i think it's it's the same principles mm -hmm. a lot of the same principles but what you're saying about emotion is that because you're an expat family you probably need to even go the extra mile about understanding emotion and emotional intelligence and all that kind of thing and as a man you probably need to go an extra mile exactly the research has come to show that that if it's the expat mom It'd be good for her to be able to uh, lean into emotion, be aware of that, because that's what what we see as being a, a general issue for 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 the the TCKs. But for men, yeah, you need to really you really need to kind of take that bull by the horns. So interesting, and I hope it's encouraging for people. It should be. I think I think it's I think as soon as guys realize that and they hear that. Um, and they and they're like, oh, that's why I kind of feel shitty. Oh, excuse me, I feel poorly about this. Uh, about this, even though you know, hey, I live in a great place, or maybe it's a place that's a little bit difficult, or you know, whatever. But I, why does it feel so much worse than I thought it was going to feel? Mm. Why does this feel harder than when I was, you know, when I was working? Yeah. Why is yeah, why yeah. is this so yeah. hard? Um, and these are some of the reasons why. When I stopped working and ended up working at home, or like being at home, I'm like, I've entered a parallel universe that I didn't know existed <laughs> of the people who don't go to work nine to five. And there's a whole other uh, way of, of living. Okay, so how do you guys manage the toing and froing of travel? Because I'm assuming it's kind of slightly unpredictable. It's a couple of weeks at a time. How long can it go when, when she's away? So, you know, it really depends. You know, like I said, I've been, you know, the the Mr. Mom, you know, sometimes taking, you know, other positions, but um, mainly Mr. Mom for the past 15 years. And as with a lot of expat families, we've had lots of different roles, um, um, you know, with and in different parts of the world. Like we've been in nine different countries during that time. Um, wow. So some of the time, Yana has been able to be, has been with us, um, you know, all the time going to an office, coming back. Um, other times it's, it, it's involved a lot of travel and it, it's, it's different, but we've done both. And, but if we're talking about split locations, we're starting to go into that again. It's not really a split location. Yeah. Um, go, go, go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. So, so you've done you know, it all, right? You've done yeah. where she's lived in another country and you've lived in one with the kids. Have you done that bit? So we haven't been split. No, we haven't done that. I, I really want to avoid that. For me, that's, that's, that's particularly hard. No, we've done the thing where. Um, where she was gone for long periods of time, where she'd be gone for like two weeks at a time, something like that. Yeah. So like even like we lived in Miami for a while, which is funny. I was there as a as a foreigner and an expat package, you know, <laughs> in my country. But and it made you know there it was actually really easy too because it was a, a cheap plane for for when my parents would be able to come down and help out. Blah blah blah. But you know, Yana would often go and spend uh, uh, Monday through Friday in Haiti. And then come back on the weekends, either in Haiti, there, there was some transition going on in her organization down there. So she would have to uh, pitch in and do that. Um, and then she, you know, she, she'd travel in a more unpredictable way down to, uh, down to Latin America. Sometimes being gone a month usually is the most okay. um, that would happen at, at one time. I suppose as the children's grown older, it's have grown older, it's changed, but how do you manage sort of the sadness when she goes away how do you manage her being away and then her staying connected does she stay connected does she call them every day or are there periods where how how do you manage all of that so i like to say that um some of the time i'm like a 50s housewife and she's like a 50s husband um because because she's and away and she's gone <laughs> when she's away she's gone you know um yeah and yeah. uh I mean, she. I'll talk to her um, 
maybe as they're getting older, sometimes, you know, they'll be having discussions, the, the kids will be having discussions individually, but I'm, I'm much more the, the maternal figure in the, uh, in the house. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, and this comes really from, you know, how we grew up, there are strengths that we take from each other. Um, and, uh, and I'm able to bring in, I think some, some more intentional parenting than, than she's able to, to muster, you know, just instinctually. So, um, how do I handle it when, when she goes? So when she was, when they were younger, there were three major occasions in which she'd be traveling a lot. Okay. There were major positions that I can think of. Um, one before my second was born and my first one was really young, um, and so she would travel all over Central Asia, um, and I was in Ukraine, um, and that was uh, that was difficult. That was difficult, um, uh, but that was difficult for me. My son, very small, you know, noticed, didn't notice. I don't know, but I was there. Um, because I think that was a primary caregiver. Yeah, you know exactly. I think is there's a primary caregiver, and then the per, the other parent who's going back and forth, and there's there is that connection every time. Mm -hmm. But the primary care caregiver is the exactly the anchor. So I'm so I'm the <laughs> primary. So it's not like you know, yeah, uh, it's much more difficult when I've been gone. You know, so like when I've had you know problems with my parents when they were aging before they passed, um, and I'd have to to jump out to the states for a bit. Um, that that's what that was always more of a disruption. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting because it goes against the it goes against the traditional thing of like the mama has to be the primary caregiver. Well, mm -hmm. no. Case in point, mm -hmm. you can have a very stable family when it's the dad who's the primary caregiver. Yeah. So I think that's great. Okay, keep going. I love it because this is real, this is lived. Mm -hmm. And families who are living this and feel like, oh, you know, it's not workable. Well, yes, it is workable. Well, a lot of things, you know, like so like if something's not workable, oh, this doesn't work. You have to question why, you know, yeah. uh, you know, why isn't it working for you? Um, and then see what kind of changes you can make. And some of those changes might be internal or mm -hmm. just the way you think about things. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think that I, I have a feeling that for a lot of the men, so I, you know, I don't think I've said this yet, but right now I'm, it's it's been a struggle for me to continue along with my career because once I can get things started again, if we're lucky enough to be living in a capital city and I can get my career started again, then you know we have to leave. Um, you know, typical trailing spouse issue. And yeah. so now, as my as my kids are getting older and they're starting to look towards the door, you know, it's a it's time for me to uh, to start thinking about like okay, also getting this nest egg together a little bit better for uh, retirement as we as we age. And then also something fulfilling for me. Anyway, the point being that I'm looking to to be uh, an expat dad uh, coach, right? So I'm doing I'm yeah. studying all these different modalities to be able to to reach out to to expat men to see where they're at, see what they're doing, to be able to help them uh, fit into that role a little bit better. So my suspicion is that for a lot of the guys, if they're having a hard time, at least, and you know, I'm I'm extending this. From some of the things I've studied and also from my own personal experience about like, why does this feel so bad? Why is this so gross? You know, this, I don't think this could work. You know, a lot of this has to do with just an examination of really what you want. Um, you know, what your values are, you know, when does it, does it, is it against your value system? Is it against uh, what your shared goals are? Um, or is it that you're experiencing some other kind of stress, like the gender stress uh, potentially or, yeah. Um, 
or that you might need some some temporary help or some more help in the house. You know, luck, luckily, a lot of us as expats are able to afford some some help, um, and uh, and it's good to bring that in. Um, and, you know, and there and there are different ways that men can also engage uh, in. Um, you know, to be able to to get uh, the social kind of help they need, or to be able to help themselves physically, uh, to be able to cope correctly, to be able to or uh, adjust to the environment that they're in. Um, so there's lots of different ways that 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 a man and a family can make it work. And then there are things that are about just in general when when someone pops in and out as a parent. Um, you know, uh, so some of the things that we've always had to learn when they were small and again now, um, you know, we're having that kind of situation is, you know, that now we know reentry is always going to be a challenge, um, you know, when 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 she comes back. Uh, like it uh, suddenly things are a little bit more fluid and you're like trying to readjust to the other parent being there. And it's like, yeah, uh, well, because I've got my 50, yeah. my 50s husband wife coming in. And, you know, she yeah. metaphorically wants her martini when she walks in the door. Um, and, and you know, life needs to change to adjust to Yana as she walks back in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, just be aware that that and she's now aware of like that tendency and that sometimes she needs to like, you know, realize what's going on and maybe see the flow again and jump back in it yes um, yes and uh, because yes. you know we need to make sure that we have stability in the family and that and that the kids don't grow resentful of her because all of a sudden everything needs to shift as soon as she walks in the door um you know and all these kinds of things we've learned through through experience uh, now, as I've been reading yep. your book, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't have to do it. Uh, oh, poo, I didn't have to do all from uh, I, if, if I had paid attention to what Rhoda was writing there, I would have already seen that reentry is an issue, you know, but. Um, uh, you know, you some reckon of these it's, you also... it's pretty spot on then what I what I. Yeah, think. yeah, no, I, of, it's pretty, pretty so, on point. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty at I'm, I'm at 82 percent. And, you know, some of the things people might read and go, yeah, duh. You know, like, of course, I need to be doing this kind of thing, um, which usually but means you don't always realize consulting. it. You don't always realize it because that's what I was going to yeah. say. So uh, in one of my former incarnations, I used to be um, I, uh, I used to be a business consultant for USAID projects. Yeah? And I used to also teach um, a lot of people to be um, good consultants and help develop the consulting industry in, in former Soviet Union. So, uh, and one of the things that, you know, we would teach our, our consultants is that, you know, there are these different stages of consulting. And one of them is like, yeah, we knew that all along, you know, and so people might see that reflected. Um, but it's also good to, to see that that's out there in a concrete way and be like, yeah, this is a pretty common issue. Okay, well, I should know that that's that that's happening. Um, and if you know, if it resonates with you, um, a lot of times that's going to be able to you don't realize that how much when you see that it's externalized, um, that that actually helps you integrate that uh, to your own to your own yes. way of thinking and and being more solid yes. with those kinds of ideas. Um, uh, which is a lot of what I found as I've been doing my research that uh, you know some of the things that that I did to to make sure the family stayed cohesive and and that the, the kids were able to have a sense of identity going from one place to another. Um, you know, with very different kinds of parents and in very different kinds of environments. And I've come to learn that actually, thankfully, 
for different reasons of luck and some some intuition on my part has kind of gone along that way. Um, but I can see how very easily it um, it could go differently for people. So what I'd say for people who are struggling is that yeah, don't worry, you know, it's okay. It's not easy for anybody. Yeah. And, you know, no. there are resources out there, thankfully, at this point, that can help people have a better idea of how they'd be able to manage. Um, because it is yeah. a challenge, um, you know, and recognizing that it's a challenge, um, even though you have some help in the house and you might even have a driver and, you know, and all these things, um, these, uh, it's still a challenge, you know, and yeah. And it yeah. can be, you know, and a lot of it is not to quote Donald Rumsfeld because politically that doesn't align with me. But, you know, there are also lots of, you know, uh, unknowns and lots of things that we don't even realize we don't know, um, you know, that make yeah. that that are, end up becoming a drag um, when we're going from one place to another and challenging ourselves, not realizing we're challenging ourselves by staying home. But it can be a challenge. Um, yes, Yes. No. And, and people saying, you know, I, I think a lot of my work is 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 pointing out the commonalities and of challenges, you know, the uh -huh. common challenges and people then going, oh, OK, like I, I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not alone. I, it's not something wrong with me. It's just the lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. And common silver linings as well. They always the same ones keep coming up. So it's just just pointing those out can sometimes just that can be helpful mm -hmm. already, you know, yeah. so um so okay so you mentioned what did you what kind of things did you do to keep the family cohesive then specifically in the traveling part okay so um there are certain things that i had realized were going to be identity issues but first of all there was there was one thing that i knew was going to be different before you know before kids um my job was to go to different parts of the world to integrate as much as as i could to be an effective at my at my work yeah, that's what that's what mm -hmm. I was uh, doing. And so, you know, when Yana came by, I was on my fourth language and um, and, you know, in uh, fifth country, something like that. Um, and uh, and that was my job and I was good at it. Um, and, uh, you know, and I learned how to be just not like uncomfortable with those things. And I learned how to be a foreigner and all that kind of stuff. There was a distinct difference after having the kids and also realizing that they um that they didn't have a set identity. They're going from one place to another. The parents are, don't share the same religion. We don't share the same background. Um, uh, you know, our our personal histories are quite different. Um, and so uh, first thing is I realized, okay, my job is now to create a sense of stability from one place to another. Um, and so I took, you know, one, one of in previous lives, you know, I've, I've, I've earned my MBA and, um, you know, I know a bit about marketing. I know a bit about branding. I know about creating stability and, and uh, a brand that works from one place to another. So I worked on doing some branding with the kids. Um, nice. Um, and, so you created a family identity. Yeah. So and this uh, this entails that we all got uh, specific animals. We had statues that went along with that and colors that went along with that that reflected what our names were. Um, this came out in artwork um, that is that it's around the house. It came out with the way that we paint the walls. Um, it came out with the colors that came within the house that, that came from one place to another. Um, and we also created some of our own family traditions that when you reach certain ages, 
know, her thing has the bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah, mine has confirmation. But within our, uh, within our family, it's you get to choose your own animal by that point. Um, and so everything kind of changes. So my son, for example, he used to be this cute little llama. And we have these images all yeah. over. Um, yeah. uh, uh, of, but, and now he's a stag. Um, that and, is so cool. So, and, and, you know, we have the art around and we have, and I, uh, you know, I, I created one thing, my favorite piece of art, which is called shift that has our different icons that, um, and the, within their different squares, and I have about you know eighty four of them on the on the wall, and about this big, um, and they reflect our different colors. But and they're all grouped together in the four groups, um, and but they they just shift around from one place to another, and the background colors and patterns change, but the colors remain the same for within us, and but. And we all relate together, but we might be relating differently um, as we go from one oh, place nice. to another. Um, yeah. And things might so be around there. So you're each individual. But as a group yeah, and so as an individual, we're, 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 yeah, uh, love it. where we have some sense of branding. So that's in a really tangible way. Um, you know, and that includes, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to move with a lot of our things, um, uh, you know, when we're not being chased out of a country, well, not being chased out, but, you know, the country isn't blowing up. So like when we left Burma, it was kind of a bit more of, a, of an issue, but now we are able to get all of our things and our animals. Um, and routines tend to be the same. You know, I try to keep the routines to be the same. Um, I try to yeah. keep a lot of the same family recipes. Um, you know, we always, in, in, in any, um, living room any dining room rather that you would go into would always have the same red wall and the same three um mirrors and you know so there so there's ideas of physical ideas some some uh concepts uh that we're together even if things shift around and the things around us shift around we're together and we're we're a unit and we're going to be the same you know we don't have to be exactly the same but we're going to still be together from one place to another um so that's the kind of thing that, that that created an idea of stability, and I think that's worked well with the kids. And sometimes Love I it. sometimes I wasn't sure if the ideas came through, but then like I'd see you know my kids talk reflect about like what their animal means to them all of a sudden, or oh that's my color because of this, or you know whatever. Um, and... So you worked on identity, continuity, mm -hmm. togetherness. Mm -hmm. Uh, rituals so that cool. that were that were rituals. that were you know there for us. So it was always uh, other things that we do. We uh, COVID interrupted this, and then lifestyle interrupted it. But we used to go from place to place to place. Having um, it was always important for me to be able to figure out ways for the kids to rapidly be able to be part of the their community that they're coming into, and to make the house an open house for people to for their for their friends to want to come over. So we would, uh, it was either every Friday or every other Friday, have these big movie nights. Um, so the uh, oh, nice! Everybody's invited. All, friends are invited all the friends the are invited. Night. Then we get, and then we also get to be part of the community, which, as an expat man, is very important. You know, to be able to meet a lot of other people, and uh, and you know, when 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 it's your house and you've put it together, you also feel a little bit less of a sense of. Oh, here's the other guy who's, you know, the head of this UNDP yeah. thing or whatever coming yeah. over. Um, yeah. That's your kind of, um, you know, like, you're, well, this you're is on my, my kingdom. Ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to my kingdom. 
Um, and look how good of a dad I am here. How about you? you know? Yes, uh, yes, so, yes. And I'm the chief gorilla. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's great. That, I I love it. I love it. We we're coming to the end of our time. Do you want okay. to add anything before we leave? But I think it's really great. I love the idea of branding. Really, really love it. Um, do you want to add anything? Are well, you taking see. clients right now? So, where, where are you so at? So I am taking clients, but I'm taking clients for free up until June of next year. And they're not clients uh, specifically that are focused on parenting right now. I've just finished. Uh, so I'm studying these different modalities that I'm going to bring to my coaching practice later. Um, so I'm uh, doing some advanced behavioral and cognitive hypnosis at, at, at this moment. And, uh, and soon I will be starting a hypno CBT course. So, so um, cognitive behavioral therapy and, uh, and hypnosis work quite well together. Um, then uh, I want to study separately ACT, which is acceptance and commitment uh, uh, therapy that has to do a lot with being able to um, you know, sit with vulnerability of emotions and things of that nature, things that I think will end up being part of a tool belt that will be helpful um, for uh, for expat dads and their families later on. I'm also taking the first uh, ICF, right? Yeah, IFC, yeah, ICF, yeah, IFC is the other one. Um, ICF, uh, the coaching the, federation, the federation yeah. for for uh, for parenting. So I'm taking a parenting uh, course. It's a lot of fun to take because it's. Uh, you know, with people from Af the like African folks that are living in Africa, we have some uh, uh, Canadians. I was going to say Americans, but you know, they don't. They're always insulted by that. Excuse me. Um, the, the North American North Americans. Canadians. Okay. Um, and, nice. Uh, you got from people all from over all over the world, over. which is really nice, nice, and lots of different disciplines. Um, and I'm also uh, been getting some certifications together uh, in that organization that we talked about before, TCK training. Um, learning how to do some debriefs. So um, not taking clients wow. for that right now, but I do take clients one to two times every day, um, you know, doing hypnosis and CBT, um, honing my craft. Um, soon we'll be yeah. taking parenting uh, clients on as well. And I have a few people in the pipeline for that. Um, and I want to collaborate. And you know, the families in... Your family's in global transition, uh, exactly, for yeah. individuals and dad and and men, rather I should say. So you, cool, yeah, cool. So so that's that's what I'm working on. Oh, and there should be a book launching around that same time in my own podcast, and we'll have to talk about that. At that point, I'm you know recording my own individual podcast now that help me structure what the book sounds like, um, and it'll just be oh a, nice. You know, um, expat dad or the expat dad coach one of the two don't know which um oh but, nice so everything is brewing um and it's nice and you said you wanted to collaborate with what did you, what i cut you off when you were saying you were looking to collaborate uh, um so you know the next i don't know what i was saying but of course you'll have to come on my Sorry. podcast no that's okay you'll have to come <laughs> on my podcast the expat dad when it's uh uh, at some point That'll in the cooking fun. i want to be able to have you know at launch in june at least 30 already canned um but uh, right now it's, it's just, I'm just, I'm doing a bit solo work. And then as I develop it and I have certain ideas, I'll invite people in to be like, okay, this is an idea that I think we should talk about. So eventually we will talk about what it's like to do some split parenting or, you know, holding the fort abroad. Um, I would love that. And uh, well, thank you very much, Patrick. That was a, this was a great episode. Oh, I'm good. I'm very glad. grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Rhoda.
I hope that you found this episode encouraging and that maybe you found ideas to apply in your own situation. Please leave me a review of what you found helpful, what you would like to hear about, and any other comments you would like to leave. This helps other people find this podcast and it also gives me feedback. So it's very helpful. Thank you very much. And until next time. <laughs>